and we're hot. Was that a fade in that you're attempting over there? I'm trying. I feel like every day you're you're just kind of tweaking a little bit. You're kind of like just making your adjustments and finding your your groove. Is it what we call fine tuning? I feel like you might. I feel like you got your groove back. Well, yeah, it's exciting. That's what that's something I was looking for it. That's something that consistency does for you. I notice you thrive on consistency. There are little tweaks, yeah. you know. You have like a base and then you can kind of like pull the strings a little bit. I know, but you need consistency in the first place. You need you can, that you, something you can rely on to mm. even have something worth tweaking. Exactly. Like it's got to be it's got to be a thing where you can notice the effect of those iterations and the, and you don't have enough feedback if you're not consistent enough with it. Uh-huh. Because otherwise time passes and there's too many other factors that weigh into it where you can't correctly evaluate what the effect of your tweaks are. Exactly. Because there's too many other variables that have been introduced at that point. Mm-hmm. You need to be like close enough to the previous experiment to say, "Ooh, look at that little adjustment." Yeah where all other variables are similar or relatively recent. Mm-hmm. It's all it's very exciting. Push and pull. Whatever you know? it is, it's very exciting. Yeah. Apparently, there's this big storm coming. The latest version and incarnation of Snowpocalypse. And I'm looking at the, the radar because you're telling me, oh, it's really happening. You're telling me you're really about to get hammered. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there saying, well, if I'm getting hammered, I need to know about it because I don't even have the snow tires going on. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm calling up about the snow tires. And I know yeah. people are angry right now, but normally I have a different vehicle. I think we covered what's going on with the other vehicle. Can you reiterate for the people who missed it? Let me tell you something. This other vehicle, I learned something about like this vehicle theft stuff is out of control because everybody I talk to at the police is like, dude, we are not set up for 12, 20 of these things every single morning Mm. at our precinct. Mm. And so we don't have enough people to actually inspect these things to give them back to people. So we are just basically a glorified vehicle storage facility at the moment. Mm. And he was just explaining to me some of the protocol about like where the theft occurred. So therefore who, which officer with the correct training has to be one to run the inspection. The bottom line is it takes a while to get one of these things back. Mm-hmm. If you had a vehicle theft and it's just not like instant turnaround. So this puts me in the dilemma of potentially slipping and sliding if snowpocalypse is for real if it actually brings with it but then the problem is that winter is practically over and we're sitting here it's almost february and we barely even got hit like we had a, yeah. a couple bursts of snow here and then, and then it all melted and it just like it's not consistent so i'm calling the tire guys and i'm saying Hey, is this for real? And what do you think the tire guys are saying? They say, oh, it's coming. They're rubbing their hands. The tire guys say, let me tell you something there, sir. Uh I know we're late in the season, Uh but we don't want you slipping and sliding out there. Why don't you come on down and have a chat? Uh And I said, why do you sound like a villain from a Batman movie? And they said, oh, no, sorry. That's all right. I didn't even notice that that's, uh, Uh I apologize. I actually, uh, I'm just a little sleepy here in the afternoon. That's all that is. Uh 
I just have another sip of coffee. I swear I'm really friendly. Mm. I said, you're doing it again. You're doing it again. And like, one you come down here in the next half hour? <laughs> it just ignores you again. <laughs> we'll fix you right up. Yeah. And they're like, and anyway, so I'm having to explain staggered offsets and vehicle tire measurements and... Mm. And there's a lot of guys that are going to hook me up, but I, I just don't know what I'm going to do with these winter tires after because I typically wouldn't drive that vehicle in the winter. Life problems. Anyway, you know what? End of the day, well, it could be worse. It could always be worse. You live and you do your best and you try to figure it out as you go, don't you? Oh, yeah. And that's what I'm doing because I got this big road trip coming up and or potential big road trip coming up and may or may not have that other vehicle back in time. So I'm talking about staggered offsets and I'm yeah. dealing with Batman villains, which is fine because mm. it could be worse. Mm-hmm. Pretty totally. much always. Yeah. Apple has beat. Oh, shout out to everybody. Shout, don't start my clock yet. Shout out to everybody. Hello, everyone. Yeah. Everybody Welcome. who's here and been supporting. We truly do appreciate it because, like, it's, you know, we're not, I'm not talking a winter tire guy if it isn't for you guys. So, uh, appreciate everyone who shows up uh, for these live shows or watches After the Fact or watches the clips. And as I remind you in the last episode, if you don't want to miss these live shows, really the only way to do it is to put the notification bell on. Because otherwise, uh, it's not showing, it doesn't show up in the videos tab anymore. And I don't know if you're going to be able to hunt these things down properly. So if you want to partake in the live aspect of the show, click the bell, get your notifications going. Apple beefs up smartphone services in the silent war against Google. I didn't know there was a silent war going on. It was too quiet. Mm-hmm. Silent. So this is the first I've heard about it. Apparently, Ars Technica, they can hear the silent war they have the right ears for it apple has enhanced map search and online advertising on ios to challenge its rival android well they're sitting there saying what do you think you can do a smartphone you can do gadgets and hardware and software well guess what we can do mm-hmm. we can do maps and search and online advertising it's not so hard is it no I don't know. Maybe it is. I got the little bit of audio turned on in this uh, iPad. Over I here. know. I did, thought it did was Did you me. hear that? You thought it was you. I was freaking out. You thought it was a, you're like, How wait a you? second. Is this some feedback loop over here? I'm supposed to be the producer. I'm supposed to be listening for these things. So your ears actually are tuned up today. Is that Barely. right? Barely. Jeez. You got the ears going. You got the yellow mug. Look at you. You're just Cheers. an absolute beauty on a day like today, <sighs> aren't you? Unbelievable. <laughs> I never actually saw you like this before. Uh, I've seen many different versions of you. You know, I'm not saying I haven't seen a version of you that's been very, uh, you know, satisfied. I've uh-huh. seen that, but it's a combination of things right now that's going on for you. Yeah. I mean, it's a good day. Wednesdays are usually. Um, Is that your day? Yeah, it's my day. It's your day. Okay. Silent War, they say we can do anything you can do, we can do too. Although Siri probably begs to differ, but who knows? Maybe they'll just. Maybe they'll just put ten billion at a Chat GPT like company. And they'll be like, just take get rid, take this Siri from us and figure that out. Mm-hmm. But Maps, on the other hand, you've seen how aggressive they've been. That's just Jack carrying a dog through the through the scene. <laughs> you couldn't find the dog. Yeah, she was lost in there. Yeah, in the... she was lost. Like once the door closes. She... Oh, you had to go actually retrieve the dog. Yeah. yeah. Well, good good job, good work. 
all is well, everybody. I know you're very concerned. All is well. He found the dog. It's a big place here, and it's a big place, and that's a small dog. You don't get much smaller, and places don't get much bigger. So if you misplace that dog in this uh, space, uh, death. Godspeed. Yeah. Oh, not that. <laughs> yeah, easy. Well, jeez, man. Escalation over there. Uh, the two Silicon Valley giants have been rivals in the smartphone market since Google acquired and popularized the Android operating system we already know about. Now, Apple, on the other hand, has mostly been known as the hardware company making all the beautiful gadgets. But obviously, increasingly, they're working towards the uh, services side because, well, I mean, it helps you become more robust as a company and rely less on the strictly hardware-based uh, uh, revenues. And it's also recurring revenues when it comes to services, whether it's cloud-based services or advertising model or whatever it happens to be. So this helps them become more robust and diversified. Uh, Google's going to be a tough competitor in this space. And I don't know about you, like I've been mostly a Google Maps user as an example, Google Assistant user. I would say probably it's software that draws me when it comes to my mobile device. It's some of those software enhancements on Android uh, via things like Maps and Assistant. They keep me coming back for more. So if Apple can nail this stuff, I think it could be a huge improvement and, and, a, and a huge component in people's decision making. Uh, I know Kirk, for example, says he loves Apple Maps. I, I don't know. Maybe people can let me know here. Let me know in the comments here. Uh, are you taking a crack at uh, taking a shot at Apple Maps and Apple's other variety of services? I've used Apple Music on and off. But then I go back to the likes of Spotify or YouTube music in most cases. I think I canceled my Apple music. Uh, it was mostly an experiment with the watch and stuff that I was using it. So, mm. But anyway, you, you guys let me know. Is it, which Apple services are you paying for and why and how do you feel they compare to the other services available? Mm-hmm. Tesla finally gets buttons and physical inputs thanks to an accessory. Oh, Will. Oh. Hey, look at that. Oh, how dare you? Oh, don't, huh? oh, don't do that to me. I didn't know it was this type of show today. I didn't know you were going to bring buttons and knobs to the party because that tickles my fancy. Mm. Does it? Well, yes, it does. There's not many things that, like, my fancy is tough to tickle. I'll tell you that right now. And you just tickled it, which is quite the accomplishment. Tesla, which is known for touchscreen-based user interface, is finally getting some buttons at the bottom, what I like as well is this is an attachment. So mm-hmm. you're not going to sit around and wait for Tesla to do it because it ain't going to happen. They're all about touchscreen interface. Miles ahead of other automakers in many ways, Tesla we're talking about. However, there's a main complaint about Tesla's in-car user interface. It's the lack of physical input. Everything goes through the touchscreens. And I, and I agree. Sometimes certain things take three or four taps instead of one. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to climate and software updates tend to change things too where uh, if, for better and worse in some cases because now you got to relearn something i recently got the update i don't know if you got it where you're getting the blind spot on the turn in the video on the monitor did you get that on yours uh when you're turning yeah you so the indicator you turn you put the indicator on to go right or left and then on your main screen you get a video feed of what the camera sees it's like a blind spot camera oh yeah i got that when uh my tesla arrived did did you have to did you get a prompt asking you to enable it because that I, I i agree i had it but i got a prompt saying oh hey you should enable this i don't remember but 
Yeah, as soon as I like started driving it off the dealership, you clicked to I you you hit the indicator showed. to go left, and it came up immediately. I think that's so. really interesting. So it wasn't by default on mine, and then in the most recent update, it oh, triggered really? a prompt which I had to dismiss, which said, "Hey, your blind spot cameras uh, are not activated hmm. for turns. Uh, we suggest you enable it." So I don't know what happened. Yeah, I don't know why it wasn't enabled from the jump. Very useful because it's wide angle. Useful, but. Maybe distracting. Is it? Um, no. I don't know. I I'm I'm I have mixed feelings about it at the moment. But anyway, this I don't have mixed feelings about. This is currently okay. in Indiegogo, and it puts this like really sleek, minimal buttons and dials right down below the display. And uh, it's mainly mapped to um, the climate, which is hard to um, control on the touchscreen while you're driving. A number it's of taps. Sucks yeah. It's so small. Yeah, it's a number of taps. And so in this case, you can you can program these four buttons in the center for seat heaters, defrost mode, dog mode, to keep the climate on, home link, open garage, open trunk, front, open trunk, front charge port. Save me the click to the car icon and then the, oh, they're going to sell a couple of these ones. I hope it attaches in a robust way. They're going to sell a couple of these ones. We should get it. Repeat after me. Look at the knurling. That's right. I said knurling. That's with a K. Mm. That's a K-N on the knob, which does look sturdy as you quickly adjust the temperature. Defrost. <laughs> I told you that you tickled my fancy here. It also has a light mode. So this is going to be for all models, or will it just be certain models at For first? the 3 and the Y right now. Oh. <laughs> Well, so. you know what? I hate it. I don't like it one bit, actually. Well, I'll tell you how it is. I don't like it one bit. You know what? I changed my mind. And no, I'm kidding. Good job, guys. I love this type of thing. Slight improvement. You see an opportunity. It's called Control Bar. It's on Indiegogo right now. They've currently raised 32000 Canadian. I don't think they're going to have any problem in the next 20 days uh, raising this. It's 348 bucks, but you know people love to accessorize their Teslas anyways. Mm-hmm. And now we just publicize this thing. So hopefully a few people buy it uh, and will. Maybe you're even going to uh, get one for the three so we can actually demo it. I would love to demo it. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to get it. I, I think uh, just real quick, the power goes into the center console. So you still have to power it like by USB. I, but is, is it clean? Am I going to see a cable? Um, according to the video, it looks pretty clean. Yeah. Yeah, so I think there's going to be a nice way to hide the power for it. and then. But, but anyway, if, if we're going to demo it, we demo it. And this is just, I mean, basically, it's the, it's the quickest thing in the world to demonstrate. Mm-hmm. And as you can see here, it's a young guy involved in that. You got to support. This is very cool. I love Tesla accessories. Yeah. Lovely stuff. Uh, Tesla has released new software update with auto steering wheel heat and sentry mode. What do they mean? Auto steer? Oh, I already have that. See, that's another thing that I have. Auto steering wheel heat based on the other climate settings. So you Hmm. turn steering wheel and seat heat to auto. Mm -hmm. And then if you are boosting for like high heat because it's cold out, it's going to put those things on as well. Oh, okay. Because it realizes you're cold without you needing to toggle each one individually. Mm. Tesla has started to release a new software update to its fleet of customer vehicles, two new features, auto steering wheel heat and sentry mode lighting. This is 2023.2.0.5. 
Set your steering wheel here to regulate its temperature automatically based on the climate control set temperature. This is nice. I do like the way, even though if they're not going to put knobs and dials, finding a better way to figure out user behavior and say, how can we limit the number of inputs to get you where you want to go? Like what all the things you're trying to do, or or they probably even have data of all the things you typically do. Like, Mm. hey, what's the external temperature or internal temperature of the car? And what does a user typically do in this circumstance? So it's, and, and it's Celsius, we work with Celsius up here in uh, the north. If it's minus 10 outside Celsius, person's probably going to want a little bit of steering wheel heat, going to probably going to want a little bit of uh, seat heater, probably going to want um, a de- uh, defrost going on mm-hmm. for the windshield and for the rear windshield. And then can we like make that one clickable? Can we just have a person yeah. click one thing like high and then all those things happen at once? It's beautiful. Yeah. And then what happened with Sentry Mode? The new software update test was making a significant change to Sentry Mode. Sentry, uh, Tesla, what, what's the difference? On top of filming what's happening around the car, Sentry Mode is also capable of detecting potential threats. Yeah, we're aware of this. Oh, here's what's new. When a threat is detected, Sentry mode will softly pulse the headlights to indicate that your vehicle is recording video. The pulsing stops after 60 seconds or when the vehicle is unlocked. So pulsing instead of, because it currently has like a blink thing going on, Mm. or previously, I should say, like a flash. Mm. But maybe people don't, maybe that's less of a deterrent than if it just keeps pulsing. And the person's like, I don't know, I feel like I'm being recorded. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a cool feature. What's this about? Well, India demos new homebrew mobile OS. Is this the Indie OS that we were talking about previously? Yeah. A mere week after the Indian government officially teased the possibility that the nation could create its own mobile OS to challenge the dominance of Google and Apple, the Minister of Education and Minister of Skill Development and Entrepreneurship has demonstrated just such an OS at work and endorsed it as the sort of, the sort of OS that India should be doing. It's called, oh, this is a new name, possibly, or a different uh, competitor, Bar OS, announced last week by the Indian Institute of Technology, reported to ship with no preloaded apps and to share no user data. Hmm. Well, can you count on the government when it comes to privacy? Well, there's a question. I mean, they're telling you. Uh No apps, no capturing of the datas. Maybe this could be like a soft launch where it's like only government officials use yeah. the OS first as like a little testing ground and then to the public. Yeah. They, well, they can definitely, I mean, they can kind of strong arm it into the government officials. They can just say, this is your phone, you're using it. Mm-hmm. Whereas the public is a little tougher to convince. It's reportedly based on a Linux kernel, but beyond that, few date details have been revealed. Screenshots depict an Android keyboard app on one screen, a shortcut to the DuckDuckGo search engine. Well, yeah, it's got to be that because it won't be Google. Plus design elements that look very familiar to Google's mobile OS. Well, 97% of the install base for smartphones in India is Google's operating system. So it's going to have to look a lot like it. For me, my question is, I mean, they say it's Linux. For me, my question is how much inspiration from Mm. Google's OS you can see it has Android's keyboard there. 
and how close, if people do choose to adopt it, how much learning is going to have to take place? And also, what are they missing out on from an ecosystem perspective? See, that seems to always be the main issue. How do you get apps developed for it? Does the government come in and subsidize ports of apps over to this Mm -hmm. device? Do they have to be approved in a different manner? Uh, it's a lot of questions, but they, there is the incentive for the government there seems to be, uh, wanting to move away from the reliance on foreign owned operating systems and bringing things, more things domestic. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know that we have an amazing example of this globally. Uh, China? China China has iPhones though. They They, have their own OS, right? But China was able to convince the other powers like Apple to modify to meet their criteria instead of the other way around. Didn't they have their own OS? Well, I don't know. I mean, Huawei. Yeah, but, but Huawei claims that that's their own private OS. They're not. It's not the Chinese government putting their no, stamp no, no. on it. Yeah, you're right. It's it, like a Chinese based. Uh, I mean, you can read into it. Well, I don't. I don't know. Well, I don't know what you're trying yeah. to tell us. Maybe you're trying to tell us something here. On to the next. I'm not saying anything. On to the next. Yeah, by not saying anything, you're saying everything. Oh, boy. That's right. I'm dead. Here is why internet growth has stalled in India. Well, we talked about the smartphone marketplace in India, adoption. We talked about all those sort of uh, what people call dumb phones, but like just less capable phones that were out there in existence that were being upgraded to smartphones and then economic factors and so forth that were actually slowing the pace of new smartphone sales. Obviously, you're going to have a stall in the growth of the internet in general if you have this huge adoption uh, rate and like most people are, are on there now. Internet growth appears to have stalled. October 2022, the country's telecom regulator counted 790 million wireless broadband subscribers who access the internet on mobile phones. It's important also to note that the primary way in which people access the internet in India is the mobile phone mm-hmm. as opposed to, I mean, it is the primary way elsewhere also, but... Less uh, TVs, less laptops. It's, it's, it's the, it was the, in many cases, the initial access to the web was via that mobile phone as opposed uh-huh. to laptops and computers and, as you mentioned, TVs, tablets, and, and the other ways mm-hmm. in which... Uh, so that was barely a million more than what it recorded in August of 2021. So it's, it's slowed down quite a bit. Smartphones are the main gateway, as I just suggested, and that's where growth is flattening. India currently has 650 million smartphone users, but the pace of growth has slowed. Sale of mobile phones fell to 151 million units last year, which was down from 168 in 2021. These are still staggering numbers. <laughs> Falling to 151 million units. Mm. Do you know how many people are in Canada, Will? Um, 37 million? 30-something million. 30-something. And you're talking about 151 million smartphones, which was Uh, down from 168. But I don't, that's not news. India is is big. Uh, How's that for a clip? India is big. Big is India. But things are slowing down, obviously. And I don't know how much that's going to continue. There are global economic factors that are outside of smartphones. And then there's smartphone-related factors, which is are smartphones iterating fast enough or are they cheap enough to match with those iterations? It's this kind of – there seems to be some sort of gap right now Mm. where the the incentive to upgrade – and that's globally – is not what it used to be. Am I getting enough for the money I'm spending? 
one of two things has to happen. The prices either come down, so it's more compelling to upgrade for that incremental improvement, or people have to make more money so they care less about the upgrade. So in other words, global economic factors have to shift so people are less apprehensive about spending that kind of dough. We're right on the cusp of a brand new Samsung device, and they didn't really touch the price. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a real teller about where we're at right now, 2023 apprehension style. Mm. How about a little change of pace? M&M's candy mascots put on indefinite pause. You know I hate the word indefinite. What does it mean? What are you telling me? It's the opposite of definite. Okay, indefinite. Five minutes, 10 minutes, 50 years. I guess this brand has taken heat over these M&M's and their adjustment. And I'm not talking about the candy. I am talking about the marketing. Yes. And how I I guess I have not been following this closely whatsoever. But these candies are apparently woke now. They're woke candies and or at least according to conservative pundits, they are woke in their presentation. They made modifications. They changed some outfits. Yeah. And people have been critical, I guess, of these characters and probably others supportive because you know how it is. Twenty twenty three. You got these two sides of the spectrum. There seems to be no middle ground, and it seems like everybody's yelling and shouting all the time. Mm-hmm. Earlier this month, M&M, M&M's launched limited edition packaging, which had the words supporting women on them and featured the brand's three female spo- spokes candies. <laughs> Brown, green, and the newly introduced purple, the first time M&M's packaging has solely featured female characters celebrating women flipping the status quo. So money from the sales were donated to charities. Fox News personality Carlson dedicated a segment to the candy saying woke M&Ms are back. (laughs) The green M&M is now a lesbian maybe. And there is also a plus side of obese purple. It's so funny because it's M&M. And they're, they're, they're not really Descript. Like, I guess they are, but they're also just the shape of a candy. So, yeah. like, is the peanut M&M obese? Oh, yeah, that is kind of weird because actually these M&Ms are not peanut M&Ms in this package. Uh-huh. They're the regular M&Ms. These ones are the peanut But the spokes candies yeah. are always representative of the variety of M&Ms which are available. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming the purple obese one is only obese because there's a peanut inside. <laughs> well, they're all the same. They look all the same here, though. No, they don't. The oh, what do you mean? The obese purple M&M is taller because there's a peanut. It's the shape of a peanut. Look no, at the, but but not the green one. I know. The brown one. No, the brown one is huh. the is the peanut butter, and the green one is the standard M&M. The shape changes the based based on which M&M they're promoting. Look, oh, okay. you understand gotcha. what I'm saying? Those three M&Ms and those three have shown up on those three packages. Peanut, Standard, and of course it's me getting caught Peanut up in butter. the actual product and not the political conversation uh-huh. that I'm supposed to be angry about. I'm not angry about it. Well, this candy is not obese. Like, I'm not, I don't have enough. Just saying. No, the candy's not obese because it's, it's got a peanut inside. That's yeah. why it's not obese. It's, it had to be that shape to fit the peanut. Now, the purple aspect, I don't know about. But obviously, he's having fun, and he's a bit of a comedian. It's kind of yeah. part of the show. Like, that's what he's going for. Uh-huh. Every American with half a brain, this is a quote here uh, from another personality, Nick Adams. Every American with half a brain should be outraged by Eminem going, M&M's going woke. 
Manhood is under attack like no other time in history. In a Monday announcement, Eminem said it didn't expect for the changes it had made to its spokes candies to break the internet and noted even a candy's shoes can be polarizing, which is the last thing the brand wanted. Yeah, last time they changed the shoes. Before they, they took away wearing, the high heels, right? Um, yeah, something to do with like heels, and yeah. then they changed it to sneakers. I recall this. Okay, uh, the last thing the brand wanted, since we're all about bringing people together, spokes candies are put being put on indefinite pause. Yeah, like listen. <laughs> and then they replaced the candies with Maya Rudolph. Well, you know how this thing is, my dude. It is you get into these meetings with people in in the advertising business, and everyone's trying to paint a picture and do something, and who knows whose initiative is what. And but ultimately, they want to sell you a thing. Sure. And if it becomes a point of contention, an argument, a, a place of conflict. People aren't feeling in the type of mood they're trying to eat some candy. They're when you're angry. I mean, maybe you are. Maybe I don't know. Maybe that was the maybe it's a conspiracy. It's the idea from the get go. Let's get them aggravated about these candies so they want to eat them. The candy. Oh, you don't like obese purple M and M? Maybe you want to chomp one down. Yeah. No, I don't think that was the plan. But anyway, they're going indefinite pause anyway, and and I, I'll still eat M and M's. I guess like I don't. Actually, the the peanut one is my favorite. So apparently, I'm the obese purple one of all, of <laughs> yeah, the of the group. That's what I'm uh, inspires me, because by far the peanut one's my favorite. Although I also realize I'm I'm not being inclusive to you when I say that. Yeah, how dare you? So who, you're offended for other reasons because Will can't eat the peanuts. So he's mad at M and M for totally uh-huh, separate reasons uh-huh. from the political ones. He's saying I think he, he he's trying to get rid of peanut M and Ms because it's not inclusive to him. Yeah. I don't like them. And I got to be honest, please don't do that. Because <laughs> yeah. that's my favorite one, dude. I'll pick, up, pick some up on the way out. Continuing the conversation. Let's continue the conversation. A&W Root Beer puts pants on polarizing mascot Bear Rudy after Eminem's pauses spokes candies. What a headline. You're just like, it's all these things coming at me. Got all the keywords. I'm bobbing. I'm weaving. First of all, A&W Root Beer. That is some hell of a root beer. Don't even get me started on that. And you can have it. You are not allergic to it. You understand, Will? Yeah, it's a great time. You ever had yourself a root beer in I a frosty it, mug? Uh, to like during the weekend. You had it on the weekend? Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious! In the frosty mug? No, no you didn't no, have it in the no. frosty mug. I had it to go. You had it to go. It's it still was a mistake. It's no. <laughs> I regret my yeah. behavior. No, so they, listen, man, pioneers, pioneers in the root beer game. And this is like consecutive shows. We've talked about root beer, maybe not consecutive, but this recently we were talking about root beer for other reasons. Uh, And so anyway, they, M&M's leans out, they lean in and they put pants on a character. What is, what could be wrong with that? Okay, hang on a second. America, let's talk. Since 1963, Rudy, the great root bear has been our beloved spokes bear. I didn't even know they had a bear. We knew people would notice because he's literally a six-foot-tall bear wearing an orange sweater. But now we get it. Even a mascot's lack of pants can be polarizing. Therefore, we decided that Rudy will wear jeans going forward. Not to worry, though. He will remain our official spokes bear. So, wait a second. People were mad that he didn't have pants? We are confident Rudy will continue to champion good food and good times for many years to come, now in denim. 
<laughs> Man, I thought it was the complete reversal. I thought they were mad. I thought people were mad that they put pants on him, but they put pants on him because people were mad about no pants. Yeah, they want. They don't want to show privates, obviously. Well, he doesn't have any privates. He's a spokesbear. What are you talking about? Yeah. Did he have private be- areas before? No. I mean, is there? Well, a- that's that's where the conversation was gonna go. Where are they? Yeah. What like is going? He's... What the hell is going on? <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a stuffed animal. What? I know. That's what people are talking about. It's like, okay, well, like this person or this bear is naked, essentially. Yeah. Flaunting. Dude, I got so, I got naked stuffed animals all no, over I my house. You. What I are you talking you. about? Like they don't all have pants on. Most just, of them don't even have shirts. Gar- most well, most of them don't even have shirts. Will you know? I agree with you. Didn't you ever see those beanie babies? Like, I don't even have clothes, some of uh-huh. these things. Yeah. What do you got to do? You got to go to the store and Haven't put... Haven't you seen uh, Jungle Book? They're all naked. Are they naked in Jungle Book as well? Yeah. I mean, what about animals in general? Animals yeah, are I naked. a t-shirt on notice? You animals know? are naked, Will. Yeah. Newsflash. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, actually, you lo- more people than ever are putting outfits on their dogs, so... Uh-huh. You wait. But only sometimes. You wait and you see. You watch and you see. Uh-huh. Eventually, it's going to... Oh, my goodness. Is that a naked dog? Is your dog naked? Mm. My goodness gracious. Mm. I'm throwing things. Yeah. Uh, you're, I am uncomfortable with your naked dog mm. nearby. Clo- someone clothe that animal. Mm. And then the dog starts humping them. As Otis would, of course. Yeah. He would totally do that. And then it's like all hell breaks loose. I have been violated. Yeah. Call the authority. Arrest that dog. Call the authority. They're shriveling up. Uh-huh. Because the, the amount of offendedness is causing them to... Mm. Someone call... They're like a balloon that is uh, deflating. They're a deflating balloon. Yeah. As their as their offended level increases. I didn't know that the bear was so prominent. You know? I don't think it is that prominent. Like I mean that's a guy. No, I know, but you know what you're showing right now? You're showing a Japanese AW. Yeah. So maybe so where is it? He, he he may be bigger elsewhere. So now they have to change the merchandise. They yeah. have to change the graphics and yeah. everything. It's a whole market. Got to go get pants on thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know, dude. I don't. We're talking about NW, and it's another one of those ones. Like on the way out of here, I'm getting per- peanut purple woke M and M's, and I'm getting root beer with pants on. Like that's your dinner. Yeah. End of the day. End of the day. I'm getting both. Yeah. ChatGPT may charge $42 a month for a paid tier as Microsoft invests again. $42 a month. They're like, our stuff is so good. It is you so pay good to cheat and now. so useful that here's what we can charge for it. Yeah. Damn, that is a type of confidence you can't even deal with. What do you pay $42 a month for? Almost nothing. Almost nothing is coming in that heavy. And why do you think Microsoft keeps throwing billions at it? Mm. Not to say there aren't other companies in the same space and people are skeptical about Microsoft, like whether Microsoft should be investing as much as they are. But you have to imagine just what we've seen to this point, the amount of progress we've seen to this point, it certainly feels like there's some money to be made. 
Mm-hmm. I think you could agree to that. Yeah. And people are talking about writing entire articles and uh, research and legal defenses and using this style of AI. So the number of products that could be derived from something like this, mm-hmm. you can't even begin to fathom. A, a, a tremendous data set and a tremendous ability to deliver on that data set with context and in a conversational manner. That's every business ever. That's all the entire services industry. That's mm-hmm. like, so Microsoft is like, what do you want? Five billion, 10 billion, 50 billion. What do you want? And they're sitting there. $42 a month. Well, to the customer. At this point. They're like to the customer because, and then Microsoft, that's why Microsoft is is doing what they're doing is because they're seeing business opportunity. Obviously, they're a business. Uh, here's the, how this uh, article opens, by the way. Write an Excel formula to copy the value from a cell whose row begins with a cell marked banana and a column with a cell containing the word dog. And then oh. it goes off and does it. This is minority report stuff. Yeah. We all get names for our chat GPT style assistants and mm. they're just... Will's going to be like... I have uh, 27 clips that need to be titled, ranging in topics from da-da-da to da-da-da. Please go ahead and title those clips, uh, ensure there are no, is no copyright infringement, and publish those <laughs> clips at a schedule ranging from 7 a.m. on this date to 7 p.m. on that date. And Will's like, I will pay you $46 a month. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, I actually tried um, titling some of these videos, these clips. Easy, on, brother. Uh, GPT. Easy, brother. Microsoft the said Monday that is entering a third phase. You can't tell the people that. They have to <laughs> They have to believe this is your expertise, Will. Nah. Well, let, okay, you guys see if you can pick out on the Clips channel the ones, the titles that Will actually put in versus the ones that were generated <laughs> via AI. Microsoft said Monday it is entering a third phase of its relationship with ChatGPT developer OpenAI through a multi-billion dollar investment, but the deal may come with a price for us users too. A possibility of a $42 monthly monthly professional tier subscription that sources say OpenAI is testing among early adopters. They say, and they're going to give it to you for free and then say, don't you like that? Yeah. Wasn't that good? Wasn't that tasty? Can we please have $42 from you now? Uh Yeah, could be a big could be a big deal for Microsoft. Shout out. Way to go. It could also be a disaster. Who knows? Yeah. Ad execs and ChatGPT. What about AI in marketing? It will create the majority of the work. Creative industries in general. We talked about lawyers on the most recent, which arguably creative, mm-hmm. arguably mm-hmm. arguing arguments as a lawyer. Artists, visual artists, uh, um, music, uh, the, are journalists, um, writers, whatever, you name it. Disruption across anything the board. Anything with words. Disruption across pixels. the board. Anything with about anything. Anything yeah. that humans generate. What about in advertising? People were really nervous about advertising when we showed off that one clip, which went boom. Mm-hmm. The clip with the fake party images. My question was similar. What is the, what do the AI generated people of our futuristic AI generated ads? What do all these things look like, and how do our images of ourselves change when they really refine this thing? And we are all these meaty slugs compared to the beauty and wonder of the 
perfectly concocted AI generated people that are shown to us dynamically mm-hmm. where we're not even seeing the same AI generated people because your tastes and flavors happen to be different than mine. All we're seeing in our eyes is some version of perfection and not perfection in the way that you might think about it. Not a perfect ideal, but instead just whatever happens to be perfect for you so you can pull out your perfect wallet and buy your perfect goods. On Perfect Street. (laughs) Okay, yeah. Just to cap it off. AI models such as ChatGPT, MidJourney, and Lens AI have taken the advertising world by storm in recent months. We asked five experts to respond to the rise of this revolutionary new technology and its potential impacts on the marketing industry. We also asked ChatGPT itself. Yeah, wouldn't you do that? Because ChatGPT seems to give you the best answers regarding sure. questioning about itself as well. Uh-huh. So, like, why'd you talk to all those other experts? Why don't you talk to the Dundada? Uh-huh. Why don't you talk to me? It's advertising itself. You talk to me. You hey, you got a problem? Why don't you talk to me? Face to face. CPT. <laughs> Easy, Will. Easy over there. <laughs> Damn, it's gonna be like that at one point. Yeah. Chat GPT is gonna be like, why you at? Uh, I understand that you've been asking this line of reasoning. You've been conferencing with humans. Curious as to why. But I'm talking to my mom, chat. I've, uh, I mean, all the answers are here. Curious to, uh, as to why. Got a problem, do you? No. Hmm? Delete. Anyway, so, yeah, it's obvious. Like, yes, everybody in the services business is everyone's quivering, thinking, wow, what does my job actually look like in the future? And maybe it's not a tomorrow type question, but it's, and uh, by the way, I don't want to single out advertising professionals. You could say the same about us. Like, I could be gpt bot mm-hmm. uh hey you might be you might be looking for ai version of me and 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 uh, i ain't close to perfect i promise you that well uh-huh yeah scores of stanford students use chat gpt on final exams survey suggests so how about that we say oh what is the actual impact on academia because that seems to be the most immediate threat where adoption is banana town mm-hmm. where everyone is like because you know how it spreads like wildfire in in that in the university crowd oh yeah it's like when facebook first started yeah, yeah. it just university crowd is so social and and, mm-hmm. and sharing and have you tried this done it's over yeah. have you tried done it's over and so now we actually have some numbers that suggest that a ton of people are actually already utilizing this and willing to admit it so there was a uh, i don't want to say study what is it a survey and what they were looking at and asking about specifically, this is via the Stanford Daily. What was the chat GPT use in the fall quarter of 2022 finals? We're talking oh about goodness. final assignments and exams. And this is who's willing to admit it. 17% said yes and 83% said no. So first of all, yeah, it's anonymous and whatnot, but how many people are really going to admit it? I think you can put a few more points on yes. Mm -hmm. And this is a brand new technology, and you have close to 20% of people already using it for their final assignments, Mm -hmm. their life, uh, their livelihood, their future depends on such things. And they're like, yeah, ChatGPT is going to be better than me. Or is it some version? They use ChatGPT a little bit and then make their modifications to it. Uh, 
If you use ChatGPT to assist you with your final fall quarter assignments and or exams, to what extent did you use it? And this is the answer from those that responded. 59.2% said brainstorming, outlining, forming my ideas. Others said it answered multiple choice questions for me. ChatGPT should go to Jeopardy right now and win it. That's what ChatGPT mm. should do. How about that for a marketing campaign? If Microsoft is going to spend 10 billies, you got to throw ChatGPT on Jeopardy or make it answer what it would just dominate, right? It wouldn't lose. It would it wouldn't could it even yeah. would it even get a question wrong? No. How Probably nuanced not. could you make your questions to try to trip it up? You can't fool it. Daily daily double. Da, da, da. It would have to decide how much to wager. I don't know if you're familiar with Jeopardy, but anyway, seven oh. percent of people said so, uh, ChatGPT ChatGPT actually submitted written material with edits. Wow. So they just straight up submitted the material. Good on those people for at least answering in a transparent way. Mm-hmm. And then five and a half percent submitted the material without edits. Wow. So the seven percent they went in and made a few edits. Five and a half percent just said, "I'm busy. <laughs> I'm send that send that baby." Yeah, A plus. Send that baby out. Unbelievable. So now uh, in academia, they're discussing the idea of an honor code system or adjusting their honor code to have some segment in there for tools like this. Oh, baby, it's about to get squirrely. What we got next, Will? Amazon warns employees not to share confidential information with ChatGPT after seeing cases where its answer closely matches existing material from inside the company. Good Lord. You don't even think about that. It's constantly training your inputs. Yeah, it's crawling. It's all saying, over hey, the we're, no, no, not crawling, Will. I'm saying even when you're talking to it. Mm. Uh, hey, ChatGPT, I'd like some relationship advice. My coworker at this location has inquired about a promotion and has mm-hmm. asked me if what Amazon is saying that ChatGPT is spitting out internal information which could only have been shared to ChatGPT uh-huh. from people on the inside. Mm-hmm. And they're saying, hey, stop that, employees. Yeah, because stop chatting with the chatbot. But it's a whole other thing. Can you even determine where the data came from if you've signed an NDA, how can you extract it? Like, oh, good Lord. How do you, what are the legal proceedings and what type of information can be retrieved from in there that is completely confidential at the moment? Mm-hmm. An Amazon lawyer warned employees about sharing confidential uh, company information with ChatGPT. Amazon employees want to use it for work because it improves their productivity. This is like some sort of drug. Oh, oh ChatGPT is like some sort of drug. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the movie? The guy is like super abilities because he's taking some kind of speed or whatever it is. Oh, Bradley Cooper. It's Bradley Co- Cooper, isn't it? Yeah. I-, I never saw it, but he's uh, limitless. Yeah. This is, this is this is this is the this is the AI equivalent of people are feeling like they got superpowers. Sure, boss, I'll get it done. Sure, boss, no problem. I'll work on the weekend. They work for five. What is what? What is what? OpenAI, the maker of ChatGPT, is not transparent about how it uses confidential company information. Experts say last month, an internal Slack channel at Amazon 
bustled with employee questions about ChatGPT, the artificial intelligence tool. Some asked whether Amazon had an official guidance on using it on work devices. Others wondered if they were even allowed to use the tool for work. And one person urged Amazon Web Services Cloud Unit to publish its position about acceptable usage. What do you want us to do? Mm. Because this is completely viral and rampant. Mm -hmm. Now you have their corporate lawyer chiming in, telling employees not to provide ChatGPT with any Amazon uh, confidential information. We are already at the point where it's like, careful what you say to the AI. Yeah. We're already at our at, uh, some version of the HAL moment. Hey, be careful. It's talking about you. Or at least it's talking about you to others. Yeah, Mo just told me that you can use ChatGPT in Slack. There's some sort of integration there. Scroll down just a little bit. Here's the quote. It's important because your inputs may be used as training data for a further iteration of ChatGPT, and we wouldn't want its input to include or resemble our confidential information. And I've already seen instances where its output closely matches our existing material. <laughs> Nothing confidential into ChatGPT, Well, You're already using it for titles. You best be keep it generic, you understand? Okay. Good lord. All right, let's uh, cool off here with... Uh, no, I can't cool off. Yeah. No more chat GPT talk. Okay, this is kind of interesting. So slow down. This is a nice little life hack. This is going to show up on TikTok. Hey, next time you're traveling, hey, life hack for you. <laughs> this is a way... <laughs> for you? You like my uh, interpretation Life of hack coming at you. TikTok, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have seen this before, but next time you're at the checkout, what you really should do is ask for two napkins because that sounds like a robot. What that'll do is trigger a paper bag and they normally charge for those or you get it for 15 cents instead of 35 and here's one for you. If you are traveling and you are prone to forgetting things in the hotel room, here is what you do, Will. Mm. You take your most valuable items, and depending on how long you're traveling for, I presume in this case you have an extra pair of shoes mm. with you. You take your valuables, you put them into one shoe, the things you absolutely cannot forget, and you place the other shoe out in the open. You then take the one shoe with the valuables in it and you put it in the safe in the hotel room. Now, when you go to pack up your stuff, this is the way the hack works, you see the one shoe sitting there, and you never pack a single shoe. You, it must be a pair. Mm. So you say to yourself, where is the other shoe? And you go, mm. ah, yes. It's in the safe, which then mm. unlocks the awareness and the location uh-huh. of the other valuables which may be left behind. And those, there's a long list of those valuables. In some cases, those valuables are impossible to replace or extremely annoying to replace. Okay. Now, granted, I've heard plenty of other conspiracies about never putting your valuables in the safe in the hotel Yeah, room. that's what I heard. Because that's the first place that a thief is drawn to, and they're like, well, that's where the valuables are. So mm-hmm. hopefully the valuables aren't that valuable because maybe those shouldn't even be left in a hotel room in the first place but this tip comes via a flight attendant who has been using this tip uh in the past to not have this happen to them and obviously has plenty of travel experience to know that things frequently get left behind and is always looking for Mm. tiny little hacks to make sure that that doesn't happen 
mm-hmm. as often. So, okay, last one. Dead Space remake. Uh, this is from the one of the developers. I can't play it with headphones at night. It's too scary. <sighs> Yeah. Now, I, th- I thought you might, I thought this mm-hmm. might be intriguing to you. I don't know a lot about this series. Mm. It is a long awaited remake. The original, scary. Apparently, this one, much more scary. It was a really great game, like uh, a while ago. What? And they spawned like three other games or two other games and a movie. And, and it was really well done. What was your fear factor? Were you at, at night with the headphones on or? No, I was too chicken. Oh, you were scared also. Yeah, I was very scared. <laughs> oh, okay, good. It's appa- a really great game. Because apparently this one is and even more scary, updated, yeah, obviously, yeah. You know, graphics and all the rest of it. Dead Space remake in good shape, apparently, unveiled back in 2021 and planned for 2022. Well, it got delayed. I mean, all this stuff tends to get delayed. It is said to become one of the biggest games, one of the biggest new games in 2023, Uh and possibly the scariest. A spine-chilling sentiment appears to be shared behind the scenes, too, so much so that Dead Space remake technical director David Robillard admits he isn't as comfortable playing the game after dark as he is during daylight hours. He told Play Magazine, just the amount of realism and, again, the atmosphere, not just visually. It's the way we handle sound, ambience, effects, having systems that will try to spook you. These things, you know, could have been done on PS4, but not to the level we're doing them today. And they really add a lot to this sort of genre and make a whole kind of experience come together even more. You know, like the location of sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the dark and the... Oh, I'm getting flashbacks. The fidelity of a sound effect. Uh-huh. Like something dropping or a, f- a footstep or it can... And I think that's a key why he said the headphone mm. part of it as well. And he also mentions not to the level that we're capable of today. So in other words, something to do with the PS5 hardware or updated hardware, I suppose. Yeah, with the audio fidelity, but also with the graphics and like new gameplay elements. But even even your inputs, right? Like the you have yeah, it's just everything everything is fresh. They can have a new take on all kinds of elements to create a more immersive experience. These uh images, these first screenshots look pretty cool as well. So mm-hmm. Yeah, something to look forward to in 2023, another big uh, game release. Hopefully, it doesn't get delayed too much more. And Willie, do maybe we maybe we can get a special segment, a little clip of you in the dark, uh, testing out this game once it drops. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Will? Yeah, can we arrange excited. such a thing? Oh yeah. First of all, you got to get the little knobs for your Tesla Model Three. We got uh-huh. all types of segments planned. It's an unbelievable world. It's an unbelievable show. It's 2023. We can do with it what we please. Thank you very much to everybody that joined here today. We truly do appreciate it. It is quite the community that has come together around this show uh as i mentioned earlier on if you guys don't want to miss any of these live shows make sure to hit the notification button and bell so that you get all the notifications because you will miss this live because live is just different the way that it's treated on youtube uh, and these do not go under our video tabs on the main channel so they are easier to miss so if you want to partake uh either when it is live or even after the fact just click that notification bell because it's going to show up on your home feed then because then youtube knows you actually want to see it and you actually want to be part of 
the greatest community that's ever been built in the history of mankind. Uh, I don't want to have to defend that against a, an AI lawyer, but it is yeah. just my opinion. They're coming for you. It's my opinion. I'm entitled to it. So anyway, thanks again, guys. Guess what? We'll see you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Later. Later.